1: Welcome to Catch Radio. i Radio, Bo, and I'm John David. JD, hey Bo, good evening, man. Man, good evening to you. How you doing? Tonight? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Happy Memorial Day to you, man. Happy uh, Memorial Day to you. I know as well. uh, such a such a somber but good day in American. Um, you know, just kind of rituals and, and rhythm. Uh, we celebrate the folks that have given their life uh, to to our country mm-hmm. and to defend our liberties today. Um, you know, it's interesting as I as I uh, recognize that I've noticed. Uh, you know, people that have had family members uh, that have passed away through you know whatever um, you, you know uh, conflict, you know that they, they are really interested in making sure people know the difference between Veterans Day and Memorial Day, right. You know? That's right and yeah. and, and, there, and there is a difference. So you know today this is the this is the weekend we really uh, honor the folks that have made the ultimate sacrifice. And, uh, and 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 you know not just uh, you know with American troops, but uh, you know we we think about uh, peace loving troops across the world as well that mm. uh, have have been you know our allies at times and things of that nature. And um, so anyway, I just wanted to start the start the show kind of mentioning that you know we're oh, absolutely a, yeah, a lot of. A lot of uh, really wonderful families out there that are looking back on some relatives that uh, have blessed them and, and blessed us with uh, with their lives. So um, anyway, but it's a good day also for a, for a pipe and maybe a piece of fried chicken and a watermelon. A little and bit of barbecue. All that other stuff. Yeah. Man,
0: I went for a run today in my neighborhood. and You I, did not. I, I did. I, well, <laughs> it was like a half run and then it turned into a walk. You know what that I mean? That sounds terrifying. Look, it's one of these things that, you know, on, on a day like today where you're right, we've got uh, such such great meaning behind yeah, it, but yeah. at the same time, a lot of people, and I mean, this is just this is just life in America. When there's, a, when there's a holiday with significant meaning behind it, how do we celebrate? Well, we celebrate with food. Right.
1: And so, you yeah, know. Yeah, we fry stuff and then drink. Exactly.
0: <laughs> and so the, the barbecue
1: was in the air, man. It was, uh, it's. Yeah, it's nice. It smells, uh, it smells amazing. You, the, know, I, you know, Bo and I live in the same neighborhood for those who are listening. And there, there's a gym that I was a member of for like a week. <laughs> <laughs> it's in our neighborhood. It's uh, affiliated with the, with the hospital. It's a good gym, on, yeah. the, on the edge of our neighborhood. But, you know, one of the nicest restaurants in Jackson is literally right. right across the street from uh-huh. the on gym and you and and spit. every every single morning it doesn't matter what time you go because every single morning they start slow smoking their Ooh. their brisket and their mm. ribs and I think they have the vent like on purpose pointing straight at the health healthplex just right there so, so you just walked out you just like you're covered in sweat and you, you know you feel shamed <laughs> because you couldn't even run a mile and you know you, you, you deadlifted all of the bar right, right. <laughs> and, and and you know so you're you just it's like, man, I'm just pitiful. And then you smell these rids. Come to me. Come to <laughs> it's me. It's just not fair. You
0: know, I'm, I got to get this out of and the way. And then I got to smoke my
1: pipe because it suppresses my
0: appetite. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Look, I, I got to get this out of the way because um, about a year ago, a little bit over that, I, I uh, talked about struggling with food as, as I've uh, been known to do from time to time. Uh, and, and I was celebrating the fact that I had been so many days without incident. Uh, today, I, I want to confess this. Uh, hi, my name is Bo York. And I went to Krispy Kreme today. Oh, I know. Man. It's been over a year.
1: Golly, and so I hope it's been by that long since dating this yeah.
0: publicly. It'll shame me into never, ever, ever going. Well, back. you know
1: the darkness flees from the light, right? So, so um, you know you, you introduce light to this uh, very tender area, and you know so now we'll have re- much more reason to eat Krispy Kreme around you. Yeah, It's uh, not go
0: well. I, you know, you buy the
1: box, and it's the small box, but you buy it. The and first two like, don't even count. You're, you're gonna right? No, they don't. They just disappear.
0: And then and then you bring the rest of them. Like I'm going to share the rest of these, and then nobody eats them, and so. You know they're there. Yeah, that's bull. And then they're not. So. <laughs> it's a disaster. But you actually were uh, were tempting me with some tasty delicatessens as I walked through the door.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't know if you used that word right, but yeah, the uh, the, <laughs> the, the actually one of our uh, local friends, uh, Father Andy, uh, is a priest at our uh, local Greek Orthodox church, and he had from Greek Fest, which was recent. Oh. Um, some baklava uh, that that was homemade that he brought uh, brought up here, and it is uh, it is fine. It is. Delicate, it is. It is. It is decadent and 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 fine. So, Excellent. Yeah, very, very, very good.
0: Well, it looks good. About it. Well, no. I, uh, in all fairness, I'm kind of coming off my uh, my beach trip. You know, live uh, viewers know that uh, last week. Uh, while we did have, of course, the podcast out, we did not actually do a live show uh, because I was at the beach. Um, you know, I, I, full disclosure: several weeks ago, we had a a pipe uh, or Country Square Radio specifically talking about best practices for smoking your pipe at the beach. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, uh, that, that was for uh, that's for me. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to learn. Uh, Unfortunately, I wasn't able to smoke my pipe all that much, but uh, man, it was beautiful. And I just got to say, you know, going out there, this is the first time bringing the kids, their first time seeing the ocean and uh, just a really, really special experience. But uh, I discovered something about myself while I was out there. And that is that um, I don't like coconut if it's in
1: anything else other than flavoring rum, in which really? case I am a huge fan. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not, you know, I, I think the only time I've had coconut rum was maybe in college. Um, oh man. And you know, it, it's that, what is that stuff that is made by, it's called Malibu. Is yes. That it? yes. And, it, and, and so you, you sound excited about it. And then I, <laughs> I just remember that, you know, this stuff kind of uh, got the job done, and tasted a little bit like shampoo. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but you know, everyone's got their
0: thing. I, you know, I, I got it. I got into it this time around. I only really drink rum at the beach, and I only drink uh, uh, coconut rum when I'm drinking rum now, or, or something like that. If you mix it with the spiced rum, and then you, it's oh, it's delicious, <laughs> absolutely delicious. Well, hey man, uh, go
1: dogs! Right? Aren't you going to like Starkville pretty soon? Uh, well, yeah. I mean that—that's. I mean, wh- I'm—I'm—I've been excited about football season. Okay. Yeah. All right.
0: Well, see, I was hoping you'd educate me on this because I, I noticed that you posted something on Facebook where you were oh, really man. excited because you were going to a game. No. Was it just a game or was it's like- just, it
1: just? It's just a. That was a hype video from Mississippi State, and of course, you know, uh, SEC, you know, country. Of course, we're always uh, thinking about. It's kind of like Christmas, you know, several months in advance. Now the SEC—that's the Super Bowl, right? That—that—that's that, correct. Okay, it's, the right. Super Bowl is squash, Bo. That's right. Uh, yeah, and squash they can get in and, a fight and but Only if they make a uh, basket. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, and don't ever go near. (laughs) Um, Yeah. It's, it's one of those things, uh, you know, in this, in this part of the world, we get fired up about football months ahead of time. And so uh, my girlfriend's actually never been to a game. Is that right? (gasps) I don't think she's ever been to a game at state, a a foot, a football game. And so uh, we're going to solve that this fall by going to a, uh, going to Mississippi State football game. So anyway, that's, that's what that was about. And I'm sure I'll uh, consume many a pipe and cigar on the way to and from, uh, god's country
0: do they do, do y'all y'all do tailgating at uh oh yeah okay oh, yeah. all right is, yeah. is is pipe smoking allotted on uh on campus i know that some campuses are weird with that.
1: yeah you know i the rule up there at least uh as far as i'm familiar with is you have to be so far away from a building and, and oh, so they've made uh now that could have changed in the past couple of years but last time i knew uh you know it was it, as long as you were so many feet away from a structure then you were fine uh you know these uh um, you know, folks want to ban it completely or whatever, yeah, and, yeah. you know, it's, so it's just kind of an ongoing thing, but, uh, <laughs> well, but yeah, I,
0: I think I've mentioned before, like at, uh, at the reformed university, uh, uh a school that's up, up near Jackson, Mississippi, I've been to it several times and I've always seen the sign that says, you know, no, smoking does not happen on this campus. I'm like,
1: Pshhh! Oh no, <laughs> you're talking about the seminary that I used to yeah. go to. Oh, yeah, I yeah, can't yeah. tell you how many tobacco bowls I burned behind the, exactly. behind, you know, I was in the counseling program there for a while. <laughs> and um, man, I, I cannot tell you how many bowls of Frogmorton and how many Nat Shermans were consumed right? on, on school property. Oh, so, man. And they know that now, so we're, we're cool. Well, <laughs> hey, man, we've got, uh, uh, we've got a great show coming up uh,
0: next week, of course. Next week is the 200th episode of Country Squire Radio. Yeah, I'm so excited. That's right. We'll be doing it live right here in the Country Squire. I know you're thinking, you're doing it live now, but no, 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 no. we're doing it live for you to come to the Country Squire, sit in,
1: uh, be part of the, the shenanigans. Yeah, you're actually to welcome on. to sit in that night and, uh, and hang out with us. We're going to record... A little early, kind of our our, our old time. Right? Old, well, yeah, not not our old old time, but our old time. Right. Yeah. So six thirty Central Time uh, Monday night. Uh, what if
0: we did like a super trifecta where we just did it first thing in the
1: morning, then at six o'clock, then again at eight o'clock? This isn't like Easter, dude. We're no, not gonna yeah. have, <laughs> I'm not going to have a morning <laughs> service or like a midnight mass, right? Right. Um, and no, uh, no, we're you know we're we're excited about this. We're actually going to shut the shop down a little bit earlier. We've uh, invited all of you to come join us. And and Bo, if they want to buy a ticket for that, what's the best way for them to do that?
0: You know, if you go to countrysquareradio.com, you'll see a big banner that says uh, Episode 200. Details. Click here. It'll right. take you right to the place where you can go and uh, get your ticket for it. Uh, seating is going to be limited, so you definitely do want to buy a ticket. Uh, and then also, you know, uh, we'll have uh, we'll have some fun stuff. We got a cake. We yep. were just debating on what kind of cake we were going to get. Yeah, uh, but we will have a cake as well as some uh, some adult beverage. I'm just and- kind
1: of hoping we could get one with Pappy Joe's face on it.
0: Well, no, that's 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 yeah. the leaning. That's where we're kind of leaning right. Yeah,
1: now. we're kind of we're kind of going in that direction. Yeah, yeah. So, so we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll see what. Would, happens. It, would it have to be a rum cake or like a bunt cake or something? I don't know. But, I think uh, I think a rum, but. What what's gonna be what's gonna be fun? Yeah, something alcohol and Yeah, yeah, definitely alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> but we're uh, actually that night after the show, we're gonna uh, open the shop up. We'll have uh, you know some choice beverages. Uh, we'll you know have some whiskey and some beer on hand. Of course, cake and uh, man, bring your pipes, bring your cigars, and and we will. Uh, we're, we're gonna have a good time staying up late that night and celebrating uh, celebrating our CSR community. So oh, it's gonna, it's be, gonna be, be great. Yep. All right. Um, before we
0: dive into uh, tonight's show,
1: we of course have to give a shout
0: out to uh, new pipe club members. That's right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I I am so honored to to, to tell you this. In fact, I was blown away when I saw this come through. We now have, as a member of the Country Squire Radio International Pipe Club, ladies and gentlemen, James Bond himself, Sean Connery.
1: is Sean Cooney. Sean Cooney? Yeah. That looks a lot like Connery. It it does look a lot like Connery. Yeah, and, I, and you know it might be it might be him kind of. It could be related, incognito or something. Yeah, uh, you know maybe he just kind of wants to you know it it's, it's like putting on a mustache you know and a and a some funny glasses. Sean, you don't have to
0: hide behind the <laughs> Cooney. We know that you're really Sean Connery. It's it's cool, brother.
1: <laughs> It's cool. It's man, fine. Sean. Thanks for thanks for joining uh, the the Country Squire Radio Pipe Club and uh, supporting us at the Squire level. I um, mean that that is really kind of you. And again, that that it very directly helps us put the show on. So we're we're really thankful for that.
0: Absolutely. Also, shout out to new patron as well, Ian Sanders. Thank you so much. And guys, if y'all want to help support the show, go over to CountrySquireRadio.com. Got a big button that says Join the Club. It's a great way, as John David said, to help support the show directly, uh, and it helps make sure that you get this content every single week, like the content you're going to get tonight. With which is a Squire Select episode. That's right, man. All right, so Squire Select. uh, Long-time listeners know what this is. Basically, we take adult beverage, generally uh, whiskey, generally bourbon, that sort of thing, but we've been known to kind of uh, do some varying different beverages from time to time, and we pair those up with uh, tobacco, I say we really. John David uses his expertise, uh, his legendary taste buds, oh, to find the Legendary.
1: I, I get a promotion every time we do this. You come up with like a new, <laughs> a new, you know, uh, description of how incredible my abilities are. No, I think the legend of John
0: David's taste buds. I think that that's a ballad that's waiting to
1: be written. Oh well, we'll just, we'll have to see.
0: <laughs> well, I tell you what, man. If there is a ballad to be written, it should be written over some choice beverages. Yeah. Uh, so what do we have on uh, on tap here? Tonight? Okay, so
1: I have. I have I have to admit, I'm really excited about tonight's episode because we've got some some very unique and and interesting uh, pairings, and and I think these pair uh, pretty. Pretty well. I, I was proud of how these worked out. But um, anyway, so tonight, uh, as is tradition, a lot of times we uh, we're kind of d- tinned on Country Square Radio towards the brown water. We like things like whiskey, scotch, and uh, have tried several different types of uh, of uh, scotches and, and bourbons and things of that nature. So tonight we're gonna uh, do that like we always do. And we are going to start uh, oh, yeah, with yeah, yeah. with barrel bourbon. Now, th- this is—it's kind of funny. You're like barrel bourbon—is that the name of the brand? Um, and and actually, it is. It's from uh, it's from the Barrel Craft Spirits Company. Uh, they're actually out of Georgetown, Kentucky, and this is a really interesting company. I, I thought this was fascinating as I was kind of researching this, and it's such an interesting flavor. But even the company itself is uh, just—they've it, it, got an interesting business model. So. So what they do, what Barrel does, they they actually also have rums and uh, and some other different types of whiskey, but I think their main kind of go to you know spirit is going to be the bourbon. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, what Barrel does is they take um, they take small batch uh, whiskeys from across the country and buy them in their small batches from other. Makers, OK, so they oh, actually yeah. they actually don't make this whiskey. But yeah. what they do is they select it at a young age and then age it themselves, which is kind of interesting.
0: Oh, wow. And
1: so they have gone to all these small batch makers and, and, and other makers across the country. And we were talking places like, you know, the Midwest, Texas, you know, traditional bourbon country, Kentucky, Tennessee. Oh, yeah. Right there. Uh, you know, and and, and so they, they, they're looking for very interesting um, batches of of whiskey that they buy and then age in their own way and then and then sell and, and, and what they do, uh, so every single batch they come out with is a small batch. Uh, it's something you'll never be able to get again. Um, if you're a pipe smoker, think of like uh, kind of like Christmas cheer or something. It's mm. a, you know, one-time tobacco. It just comes out, you know, one time, and it's uh, it's going to be different every single year. Uh, you won't be able to get it again kind of thing. Um, and, and, and so they have these different almost like vintages that come out um, where they've gone around the country and selected from other makers. So ah. it's really, it's just kind of an interesting concept. Um Another thing they do, which I really like, uh, even though I drink don't drink a lot of high proof uh, whiskey, is they they sell everything they get at cask strength, and so every every single mm-hmm. thing they get is sold at cask strength. Um, this is this is kind of neat. Now so cask strength, cask that- strength. What that means is that it comes out of the barrel. Uh, and goes into the into the bottle, and so it's not mixed with anything. It's not cut with water. No it's not. Down. It's not mixed with, uh, you know, uh, other other whiskeys oh or yeah. bourbons or anything like that. Yeah, this yeah. this is the strength that comes out of the barrel at, uh, and and so if you're familiar with you know bourbon and the aging process of, uh, you know, different spirits, like it, you know, it's just going to be a lot stronger. Now, what's interesting, the one we're talking about tonight, this is. Um, This is barrel bourbon cast strength, uh, number nine, zero zero nine. Um, and this was, this is both their oldest bourbon that they have currently in their kind of bevy. Uh, but then also it is their lowest proof bourbon. And, and I say lowest proof, the proof of this bottle is 112 proof. (laughs) (laughs) So like that just kind of gives you an idea. Like Uh this is, this is a 13 year old bottle of whiskey. You know they've been sitting on this Joker for a while, and, and and they come out with this, and they're like, well, we'll come out with a you know a milder one, and it and it's 112, right, right right, right, right. So it's it's absolutely ridiculous. But um, this is one of the most interesting bourbons I've had in quite a while. Of course, I don't drink as much bourbon as you and and some of our other listeners. I um you know tend towards these uh, silly drinks like gin and tonics. No, gin's good, man. You turned me on to Jim, Yeah, no, I'll, I'm, I'll... I'm I'm all about it. And, and by the way, uh, our good friend Mark VV brought me some barrel aged boodles <laughs> he he took my favorite he they took my favorite gin boodles. he took my favorite gin uh-huh. and he he got one of these little kit things that you put in there and it and it kind of infuses it with the charred oaky flavor the charcoal kind of thing and so this boodles is it looks like whiskey Whoa, whoa! whoa hang and, on and so it's uh so he like vv boodles? yeah yeah he he, he bought the, he bought the boodles and then he he put this thing in it that kind of simulates like barrel aging and it, and it's it's fine i mean it's very different you know from you know you're
0: a new orleans boy when you start <laughs> hey, he's like aging. you know
1: what let's yeah let's take some liquor and put some more liquor in it yeah it's gonna oh, be great That's great but um but yeah anyway um it, that, that was really cool but th- this is a this is a fascinating bourbon that we've got here and so uh boom i you
0: Oh yes, yes, yes. A dram.
1: So while you're pouring that, I'll, I'll mention. So this one um,
0: is uh, it's it's kind of down down to the last bit in here, and that is because it was a bit of a pre-birthday gift to myself.
1: I can't believe I poured you that much because it's really strong.
0: <laughs> well, you know, I didn't. You, 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 you went to a school where you were drinking that Malibu all the time. I know,
1: right? So you
0: kind of, you kind <laughs> of spent all your tolerance early on. I went that's to right. a Baptist College.
1: Oh, so. that's right. You got to get that out of your right. Exactly. Yeah. Cheers, cheers, Bo. So that's some of oh, the. Oh yeah. It's some of the thickest, uh, strongest whiskey I have personally ever enjoyed. It's so and, good. And I say that very uh, intentionally. Like most whiskeys that are that proof and above, I just can't enjoy because all I taste is like a medicinal, uh, just iodine, like just just uh, almost like a. It's just too powerful. It's so uh-huh. powerful that I can't enjoy the flavor. And on this on this uh, particular whiskey, it is so strong, and yet I can still grasp. The smoothness, and I love that. Mm, it ju- there's something mm-hmm. about it that, um, you know, is it, just really, really tasty. Uh, it, it, one thing I was trying to describe the flavors on this, I kept coming back to kind of a, kind of a dried fruit flavor, and so I, you know, I wanted to get online and just see what other folks uh, were getting. Interesting, you you picked that up. I got dried fruit from this, this and, is why he's legendary. And, and I got on, I got on uh, actually the company's website, so Barrel Craft Spirits, and and looked at this particular vintage. And the first thing that they said. Which I thought was really strange was caramelized plantains. Okay. Ooh. Now, so y- you hear that and you're thinking these snobby hipsters, <laughs> like they're gonna try to impart something like a caramelized plantain on, like they're gonna they're gonna try to superimpose that silly of a description on top of a liquor. Uh huh. But I'm telling you, like, well, le- let me guess, you want to say raisins? I no. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so bad um but but you know i i, I really got it i got like I, I like there's actually a jamaican place here in town that sells um the, the taster the caribbean downtown yeah. oh yeah and they sell these plantains that are caramelized that's kind of one of the sides you can get there on, on your meal and like it, they said that and it immediately took me there It was really interesting um also notes of molasses uh dried apricots and cherries and um, man, I was just so uh, so excited to try this. So wh- when I was sm- drinking this and and you know kind of thinking about my pairing uh, with this, I tried a few things. I I, I was it, to me it screamed English blend. Okay, so we're thinking of pipes. Mm. Um, you mm. know, it, it is sweet enough to where you could maybe. Uh, lean more towards an aromatic, but I really thought, um, I really thought this particular one screamed English blend. Strong flavor um, needs strong, like a know, strong and 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 this yeah a strong pairing. And and mm-hmm. wh- what's fascinating is y- you know me well enough, and our you know listeners know me well enough too that I don't smoke a ton of English blends. I'm more of a Virginia Virginia Paree guy. And so it takes a lot for me to kind of say, man, I feel like smoking Latakia. Like, I feel like smoking something with a lot of Latakia. Um, and, and this this bourbon just kind of made that happen for me. So uh, the one I picked tonight, it's a tobacco we've talked about before on the show, uh, and it comes from a whole series of tobaccos. It's uh, it's Frogmorton on the Bayou. Uh, oh, yes, sir. Frogmorton, of course, is a tobacco uh, series that is made by uh, McClelland, the McClelland Tobacco Company of Kansas City. What Mike McNeil uh, did up there uh, many moons ago, they developed this, uh, it's a Craftsberry series, I think is what they call it. But Craftsberry. It's got, got several uh, several blends in that. They've got Deep Hollow and... Uh, Gray Havens, and then they've got uh, Frogmorton, and there's five different Frogmortons. Um, we talked on an episode not long ago, one of the Frogmortons is being retired mm-hmm. uh, or has been retired because uh, the Syrian Latakia is not available anymore. But um, Frogmorton on the bayou, this has always been my favorite of the Frogmortons, and it's because it's got uh, Perique in it. And so you're looking at the the strongest of all the Frogmortons. So, so I, I like the pairing here because we're we're talking about a bourbon that's got a really high alcohol content but is still uh, smooth and it has those notes of sweetness that you get from something like a plantain or a apricot. Um, you know, it's not just so harsh that the the power of it kind of kind of knocks you over. So I wanted to pair something with that and the Frogmorton's just really really go there for me. Frogmorton um, tobacco, the whole series, particularly the the regular one, the Frogmorton on the log or whatever. They really have a, a nice dosage of, of Cavendish in there, too, which kind of gives it a nice soft flavor. Mm-hmm. But you still, there's enough Latakia in there to to make them really robust and strong. So uh McClellan refers to this particular one, the Frog Morton on the Bayou, as a Balkan blend, uh, which I thought is interesting. They said oh, huh. uh when vacationing on the bayou, Frogmorton uh prefers this satisfying Balkan pipe tobacco blend, which adds enough of Louisiana's own richly fragrant and cool smoking puree And and I like Frog Morton on the Bayou. It's one of my one of, you know, like I said, one of my favorite Uh, Well, it's my favorite Frogmorton blend, but it's also one of my favorite McClellan blends because uh, it does have a really nice strength, but it also uh, has just enough sweetness in the background to kind of make it interesting. That uh, kind of vinegary, uh, spicy Perique that's in there is really nice. Um, You know, I toyed with going in the direction of Frogmorton's Cellar on this. And, um, you know, it's the Cellar as much as I like it and, you know, it's probably their best selling uh, Frogmorton. Of all of the cellar is the one that's aged in a whiskey barrel. Um, But Mm. it's also really sweet. The the Frogmorton cellar is a sweet tobacco. It's something that, uh, you know, I think a lot of real heavy English blend smokers shy away from because it just has just maybe a little too much natural sugar in it. Um, But this Frogmorton Bayou, it's just got a real nice, robust drink to it. So here, Bo, I'll let you smell that. Oh, man. I love that stuff, man. It's, you know, the Frogmorton line of tobaccos were, that was kind of the that was kind of the series that taught me that tobacco could be more than just a flavoring, you know, I, like I kind of, I always tell folks like the frog Morton's is kind of like, if all you've ever smoked is like a cherry blend or a vanilla blend or something like that, like a one Q Frogmorton is almost like the gateway drug. <laughs> like it, it's, it's like this thing that, you know, you smoke it and it, 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 it has just enough sweetness to keep you in the game but it's got so many different flavors that you've never been exposed to before. And, uh, and on the Bayou is probably the epitome of that because of the Perique in there. So um, anyway, I just love this. I think the strength, but with the kind of mellow sweetness in the background really goes well with the, uh, with the number nine from, uh, from Barrel Bourbon.
0: Yeah, of course, uh, Frog Morton on the Bayou, and amazing. I mean, that's a strong pairing right there. Seeing some echoes and some amens coming in on Twitter as well. The uh the the marketing, the um the the uh what do you call it, the packaging, of course, for the Frog Morton, all the Frog Morton series depicts the uh, the primary character of the frog uh doing what he may be doing, be it in the cellar or otherwise. Of course here we've got him on the bayou, on a lily pad, uh, pushing himself <laughs> along with like a long uh, uh, pole stick. He's, he's smoking, smoking his, his pipe. He's got those little spectacles on. If I'm if I'm seeing that correctly, and uh, looks like he may even have a little picnic out. He's going for a little outing on the bayou. And so, uh, who knows? Maybe in that little jug, he
1: is enjoying some barrel bourbon. You, you just never know. Yeah. <laughs> and Man, this is a, this is a strong parent. I, I was really happy with it. Yeah, as I smoked the tobacco and and really enjoyed the uh, the whiskey along with it, it seemed to make a lot of sense.
0: I can see it, man. I can see it. Uh, well, man, this is uh, this, this is this is so strong. So what so
1: what do we so what do we follow this with? Right, it's, it's such a such an interesting pairing and such a um, such a great thing that we could uh, could could look after. But of course, what's well, so unique? Uh, as is tradition, of course, uh, you know on Squire Select we do two uh, two alcohols, two we, beverages, two beverages, and mm-hmm. we pair them with two different tobaccos. This is one of those out in left field, right? <laughs> so we always uh, you know uh, love that you know occasionally we get uh, kind of donations of this kind of thing. From, oh yes, we definitely love that. from some of our listeners, and so uh, you know, w- one thing that came into our shop recently that um, that I'd never had, I'd never even heard of before, um, and, and and I was just so excited and interested to try this because it was so uh, it's just so different and something that's really rare. It's it's a type of. Uh, liquor, you go in your liquor store, and they might have one variety of okay, just something oh, wow. really, uh, so re- so really small about batch. So now. we're not talking about bourbon. It's oh, something. We're leaving that, Kentucky, uh, ladies and gentlemen. We're, we're leaving Kentucky, and All we're right. heading, uh, we're we're heading to Eastern Europe, and we're going oh. specifically to the Balkans, and specifically to Greece. And I, what would you talking like, about? I'm I'm about. I'm balking about, <laughs> I'm balking about ouzo. Now, Uzo. Ouzo. Uzo This is a really interesting. Uh, liqueur. I, I had never even heard of it and, you know, maybe that's just some of my own, you know, lack of experience or education. But Uzo, this is such a fascinating liquor to me and I was so happy to get to know it. And um as I've as I've had it, I I, I want to stockpile it because it's so good, but it is such a unique liquor that I I think it's not going to be particularly for everyone. Now, now Um,
0: I want to mention that, of course, we we are, this is a definite gear change, not just are we going uh, overseas, but, and not not just are we leaving Kentucky, but this is, uh, we've gone from uh, brown liquor to clear liquor. Exactly. We are now now in the clear liquor
1: department. This is also kind of seen, because it is so sweet, it's kind of seen as a liqueur. You know, you can put it in cocktails and people drink it on ice, which I'm drinking right now. Um, But, you know, typically, Uzo is, um, you know, kind of seen as liqueur because it's so sweet. So aperitif, maybe before, uh, after dinner or something like that. Okay this is and i think this is where a lot of folks uh, lose interest in it uh, this is an <laughs> That's not a good start but this this, this is an anise fla- an anise flavored liquor it's okay, got anise so in it. it got it has anise in it no oh, <laughs> okay. anise it has anise in it so uh, an aniseed flavored liquor so think licorice okay think uh, 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 think okay. of that kind of licorice flavor you've got oh gosh what are some, sambuca uh Goldschlager, some of these things out there that kind of have that uh, that licorice tone to it that you know is at a varying degree um now if you drink this straight it's got it's got a heavy licorice flavor to it, but what a lot of folks do is they'll uh, mix it with water, put it on a little ice, which I'm about to do for you, Bo, and um, and then drink it. And it's kind of a refreshing spritzy drink. Just has a little bit of that spritzy. Uh, just has yeah, almost almost a gin kind of consistency. But the the um the licorice when you do that, it kind of hides in the background a little more, which is kind of nice. So um, I I personally love licorice. So um, I you know I get ridiculed by my friends because it's like the one number one old man candy. You know, other than maybe, <laughs> uh, right. you know, some kind of butterscotch, or you know, what those nasty old like Mary Janes that people used to give out, or something. Sure, sure. All right, so Uzi,
0: and it says Mini I, Uzo. The, the on, Uzo, I'm sorry. Right.
1: The only the only thing that I can make I out of here because
0: uh, the the language is Balkan. That's uh, Greek. It's Greek? It's well, Greek. It's you're, Greek to me. You're looking at <laughs> Greek. That's, That's right. That's for sure. That's right.
1: All right, so it's Ouzo, and then it says Mini. The Mini is... That's right. That's actually the brand. So, I gotcha. Um, yeah, it comes from, um, and I'm sure I'm going to butcher all this stuff, but this particular Ouzo is uh, Mytilene Distilleries, and uh, it's it's an isle, uh, or, or Mytilene is a city. We'll, we'll get more to lo- the location of this stuff in, in just a moment, but Ouzo um, it traces its kind of genesis back to the 1300s, so it's really an old type of... Uh, of liquor, they started to take these um, natural spirits, think almost like a uh, like a moonshine type of thing, and then oh, they, sure, would, yeah. they would flavor them uh, with things like uh, you know aniseed, uh, you know maybe coriander, cardamom, cloves, uh, you know a lot of stuff that you see even in you know not just some other liquor liqueurs, but also gin and things like that, and so. This was kind of it's been around for several centuries, but never really became popular until uh, the Greek independence movement in the early 1800s. So it was kind of seen mm-hmm. as like this Greek, uh, it's very Greek thing. You know, it's something that oh well, if you're Greek, we drink ouzo because we're Greek. You know, we're we're Scottish, we drink Scotch whiskey because we're Scottish kind of thing. And yeah, so, um, and and what's interesting is as uh, the 20th century came about. Um, a lot of a lot of folks picked up on Uzo because absinthe became a lot less common for whatever reason oh, so huh. uh, the Uzo was kind of considered a uh, a substitute for absinthe without the wormwood which I think is interesting Where, you know absinthe has that kind of peculiar uh, flavor mm-hmm. uh, which mm-hmm. you know I haven't had a lot of absinthe but it you know so th- these kind of you know folks that are interested in one might be interested in the other which is kind of neat so um, so again you, you either drink it straight and it's got a, uh, a super uh, aniseed licorice flavor. It's like someone just liquefied a, a good and plenty <laughs> candy, which I love, but most of my friends hate. Um, and then, you know, or you've got it, uh, you can mix it on ice and, and take in, uh, you know, kind of like that. So anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm a pour you some. Uh, yeah, man. Hook me up with some of this, uh, ouzo. Uzo. Uzo. Uh, I keep on wanting to say Uzi, but that is not correct. It's Uzo. Okay. So let me tell you that about this particular Uzo. Yeah, you, you mentioned that this um, came from. Uh, it was donated, so it, it's it's donated. This was donated by a friend of the show, and it's actually a, a, a real good friend of the show. It's it's one that has some some other friends that are um, that are actual Greeks, and so these folks, you know, they live uh, part time uh, in the United States, part time in Greece, and they come back and forth. and uh, And so this Uzo was actually brought straight from Greece. Particularly from the Isle of, uh, of of Lesbos. Uh, oh, so Lesbos, That th- That's right. So this is uh, th- this is uh, from the uh, Mytilene Distilleries, uh, which, which is a uh, is a lesbian company. So wait, this this was actually distilled in Lesbos yeah, on on Lesbos. That's right. Wow, that's right. And so th- this is uh, this is some of the finest of all uh, of lesbian ouzo. I cannot
0: wait to try it. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> oh, oh, okay.
1: Nope. <laughs> nope it's so good Uh uh-uh. <laughs> it is so tasty all right here i'm gonna pour some water on this it. this is and
0: look i am not no disrespect to all of the lesbians that worked on this that's right it's just <laughs> i i this is just not for me all right, all right so you cut it with more water i'm gonna try to think <laughs> Understand? I'm laughing at the pure disgust of the taste here.
1: No, not 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 just the fact that it was made on the Isle of Lesbos, right? <sighs> okay. Now you so, know. Now that you actually cut yeah, it with some so, water, so the water. It, it, notice it even gives it kind of this milky, milky look to it, mm. uh, it and so it's it's really, um, I, I think it's delicious. Okay, I love it. I've been sipping on it all afternoon and and, and really like it. Mm. Um, of course, uh, you know, you know, it, it, this is, uh, you know uh, very popular in Greece and, and folks that do like that aniseed flavor, uh, do, do, you know, tend to, uh, gravitate towards liqueurs like this. But, um, anyway, so look, I'm not judging. Okay. understand. I mean, whatever your, whatever
0: your taste is, this might be for you. That's fine. And whatever they do in Greece, I mean, look, if this is what's popular in Greece, who am I to judge? I'm just saying that for me personally, I can't, uh, I tried it, you know, what I tried it. Well, hey, look, you I'm know, saying you, that a lot of people actually have tried this, and and you know, uh, some people did in college, and you, know, they, you gotta, yeah, no, you know, the, time it, time the time.
1: occasionally there's a there's a time to try a uh, try lesbian Uzo. You gotta you gotta and figure
0: out your uh, your taste buds.
1: That that's that's correct. You gotta figure out your yeah. taste buds, so it, it, and sometimes you go back to back to what you know best. So
0: the fact of the matter is, look, I, you, some would say just choose, you know, like maybe, maybe you maybe you can learn to like it. Just choose wisely. <laughs> <I'm> just. <laughs> I, I'm just saying i'm I'm not uh, whether by choice or just I was born with different taste buds. <laughs> Uh, this this uz, uzo it's not, is not me. it's not for you <laughs> it's not for you it's not for me
1: okay well but i did try well, it ha- having having gone there and explored that uh it, it, to the degree that we that we have um you know it, it's uh it, it, we do want to thank our our good friend and listener for uh for for donating this to Country Square Radio i love this stuff i think it's great uh what's what's interesting oh yeah
0: no, again i, I, I don't want to bash it all if you oh look, no no if, if that if please, that's your thing please continue right? to donate as much alcohol as you like to the show <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, look, I, th- I the only time, I'll say this, the only time that I've ever had a, um, a licorice- Kind of a licorice-flavored thing. Th- something that I enjoyed uh, really fully was yeah. here. Uh, it was those cookies that somebody made. Yeah, yeah. And actually, like,
1: actually, our I, friend Stephen uh, B. from, from Stephen. Brandon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Good friend of the show. Enjoying His, those, his wife made him. yeah.
0: But, uh, and, uh, you know, maybe if I was eating those cookies and then switched to this, maybe I could do it. But I don't so
1: don't So that kind of goes to my pairing a little bit. Um, now, what- What what's interesting is a lot of people that don't care for licorice, um, you, you know they're like oh that's this old man tobacco or old man candy that tastes nasty. The the flavoring of licorice that anise flavor, it is lurking in so many tobaccos that, that, that re- it is, Bo, it's amazing that if you talk to other blenders and, um, and, and, even just read the back of some of these labels, you know, you will see anise lurking in all these different tobaccos. And so, uh, and I, I'm talking about, you know, uh, aromatics aromatics and non-aromatics, you know, there's a very, uh, what would be considered non-aromatic tobaccos that are very, very lightly flavored with some of this anise seed. Um, and, and it's, and it's so incredibly potent that in small quantities it can kind of make itself known and so um this anise is just it's just lurking everywhere and so um one of the tobaccos that i've always gotten it from but i've always gotten it way way in the background um is actually non-aromatic tobacco and this is uh one of my one of my favorite tobaccos it's actually uh deception Pass from seattle pipe club deception Dece- it, it, it's deceiving because you you don't you don't you don't I feel like you deceived me into drinking this. Are you deceived did I deceive you with I went uh, into it thinking
0: one thing and then yeah, it turned out to be something else. <laughs> It's true. All right, so um, but this is the deal. So you say that
1: like much so like the cookies, perhaps this could it, it, bring out a, it, it, an appreciation for the flavor. It might bring out an appreciation of the flavor. Okay. So, so let me let me kind of explain my pairing here. Deception Pass. This is um, this is my personal favorite tobacco from Seattle Pipe Club, and what's funny, it's oh, probably really? their least best selling of all their stuff. <laughs> um, but but I love it. It's uh, it, it describes itself as a Northwest style Virginia parique fusion uh, with a bit of Turkish orientals. It's a Joe Langford blend, which uh, Joe's a, a member of their club. Um i I'll read the back. It says Deception Pass on North Puget Sound, tidal waters flow dangerous and quick under a high trestle bridge. Master Blender Joe Langford retreats here to reflect. Joe's Northwest style Virginia Parique gives the pipe smoker a sense of how we savor our marvellous region. Uh enjoy English style Virginias, Acadian Parique, Black Virginia, uh black Cavendish, and a touch of Rare Turkish Orientals, uh, crafted by the most sought-after small-batch blends uh, in America since 2007. So, uh, anyway, this is this is a really great blend. I always tell folks, this is kind of a tobacco that. I feel like at its heart kind of wants to be an aromatic, but it, but it isn't. Interesting. Yeah. And so, but I, I've always gotten a faint, uh, hint of that an, aniseed flavor way in the background there. So give it a smell. I don't know if you'll be able to pick it out, but I, I think you'll, I think you'll like it.
0: All right. It wants to be an aromatic, but it just isn't. It just, it just can't, it just can't quite get there. It's got to be true to itself.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's right.
0: That's right. Okay. That's interesting. That's cause right. That is subtle. <laughs> It, it, you it, don't know right there no it's true to itself <laughs> you're, you're, you're right you're right the um
1: this is this is extremely subtle in terms of kind of the uh the tin nose yeah, yeah. um I, I i love this tobacco this is one of the tobaccos whenever i open a tin of of this and i open this tin specifically for this pairing which yeah, means yeah. i'll be you know smoking this regularly from now on but w- whenever i open a tin of this i don't I don't deviate. Like I smoke the whole can within like a week and a half. You're kidding me. Yeah. I mean, it just goes like, I don't, it's, it's one of those things like, uh, when I open it, I just get kind of hooked to it because the flavors are, are soft, but, uh, but very complex, and there's this kind of sweetness lurking in the background. And so with the ouzo, as I was smoking this particular tobacco, drinking drinking the Greek ouzo, um, it, it was amazing how it brought that aniseed to the front of it. So it's almost like... Uh, it, it, it's almost like... Um, you know, here in the South, we love watermelons, right? This time of year, we kind of, uh, you know, pull out. Uh, it's just kind of a barbecue a classic, classic yeah. thing. Um, well, Bo, have you ever seen folks that have put salt on a watermelon? Have you ever seen that happen? Uh, you know, I've seen it, never done it. Yeah. And so w- when you do that, it's kind of like um, it it's it's kind of like the the little salt salt particles. I don't know if it's the iodine or something, but it kind of it makes that sweetness in the melon really come out. So if it's a oh, yeah, if it's okay. a if it's a watermelon that doesn't have uh, a lot of sweetness that that just little dash of salt will kind of pull out those sugars uh for you to appreciate it more it's kind of weird really um but anyway uh you know I, I feel like this deception pass mixed with the uh the Uzo kind of has a similar uh a, a similar effect I just think it's I just think it's great and it really magnifies that aniseed in the background there that uh that i that I love so much so of course the deception you mentioned of course the
0: Seattle pipe club uh, in terms of just the the look of the 10 very there, there's a I don't
1: know what the right phraseology here is, but you can you can pick out a Seattle Pipe Club tin. Yeah, you always know the always know the tin. It's really the shape and the size of the tin. Uh, it's but even the color palette. I mean, they're all very different. Yeah, they're kind of muted. The color palette is exactly. kind of a. a not pastels, but just kind of an off, off muted color. Yeah. And this particular one, you got a crane kind of chilling out underneath the, yeah. uh, the past there. Great, I, great know, tobacco. Of course, they kind of made you know made their waves with uh, the Mississippi River and Plum Pudding, uh, mm-hmm. but have made several tobaccos since then. And, and uh, Deception Pass just happens to be my my personal favorite.
0: Okay. Well, so I I, I can see it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I take a yeah. sip of the Ouzo, I take a whiff of the deception. I I, I see what's going on. Does here. it take you to the Isle of Lesbos? Well, there. I'll, I'll put it this way: there's there's clearly a similarity going on here that, that is perfectly matched for each other. Whereas you know, some people might say get something that kind of contrasts, and then together they get. bit. that's right. You know, you find you find what works. There's a know? lot. There's a lot of similarity there. There's there's a lot of uh, I, I can see that. And so while it may not be my thing, I'm glad that you enjoy it. And uh, and I'm I'm glad that you will be enjoying this pairing um, for for, uh, for for the next few weeks for the next few weeks. That's yeah, right, absolutely. <laughs> um, but no, uh, big shout out, of course, to the Seattle Pipe Club and uh, and their amazing uh, amazing blends. You know, I would I would actually at some point we, we should really dedicate a show to the Seattle Pipe Club and and kind of what they've done in terms of probably good uh, their various blends and such.
1: Cheers, Bo. Cheers! I keep on sipping had, it. Out. You poured me you... a huge glass. Here. I, I did. Well, whatever. You don't know, finish off in it. Okay. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you go switch back to your 112 proof uh, whiskey. Yes, I will.
0: <laughs> as soon as the taste I'm going to light like my
1: Briarworks Calabash back up. That's full of uh, Deception Pass and continue to enjoy it uh, with uh, with my uh, uh, my Uzo from hey, the Isle of Lesbos.
0: You absolutely should. And while you're doing that, I should encourage you. No matter what, you want to pack your pipe. Pack into your pipe uh, a good pipe that you can pack with it. Wait that makes sense. It's a squire select night. So that's right. Sometimes it all gets jumbled. That's right. Uh, but Hey, we'll, we'll make it, we'll make it less jumbled by taking two pipes,
1: putting it in the same box. And what do you get? You get a gift set from Missouri Meerschaum. That's right. That's <laughs> I like right. That of course, right Missouri Meerschaum. They've got, they've got such a nice uh, offering of gift sets mm. that, uh, you know, come in a variety of their, their different uh, finishes and craftings of their different pipes. So, uh, you know, things from, um, you know, the great Dane, the country gentleman, the diplomat, uh, in other a bent and straight set. Some of their uh, sets, I think, even come with tobacco. Uh, there's just a whole, uh, you know, a whole smorgasbord of options that you can get from them. And they make perfect gifts. Uh, we're talking, you know, in most cases, less than $30 for a, a really handsome yeah. pair of, uh, of nice, uh, you know, uh, very high quality uh, corncob pipes.
0: Absolutely. You know, the good folks at Missouri Meerschaum, they put a lot of attention to detail and, and really do make some of the best, I mean, the most quality corncob pipes you're going to find on the market. And By going with the gift set, it is great for whatever the occasion might be, uh, be it birthday, anniversary. Hey, Mother's Day came and went. Did you get your mom a gift set from Missouri Meerschaum? Shame on you if you said no. You should do that. Rectify that right now. Don't get her one pipe. Get her two with the gift set from Missouri Meerschaum. (laughs) And, hey, uh, by the way, if you've got a Missouri Meerschaum pipe, be sure to smoke it this week, take a picture of yourself, tweet it out to us. We will retweet it out. It's a great way to let the good folks at Missouri Meerschaum know you appreciate them for supporting this show.
1: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at (laughs) Hero.co. My
0: question of the week. hi question of the week this week comes in from Matthew Butler. Hey, uh, Matthew. I love Matthew. Yeah, man. Good Matthew, friend. he's got a great question uh, dealing with taste. So definitely apropos. Yeah. Uh, considering what we've been discussing tonight. It says, uh, what does an oriental tobacco leaf taste slash smoke like? I've had a few people attribute them to the perfumey nature of some tobaccos, but I don't know if that's accurate or not. Help! Exclamation mark! Man, yeah. Matthew needs some help.
1: No, it's a it's a good question. Orientals—they're um, kind of all over the map. The ones we mostly use, uh, you know, here at the shop, are a variety of uh, Turkish leaves, and then the, um, of course, the Izmir that is so popular. Um, but you know, you've got other other kinds out there as well. I, I think Orientals are hard to pin down. Typically, when you, uh, uh, you know, open. Uh, you know, a package or a bag of oriental leaves, they're they're pretty dry. Um, it's a tobacco that uh, tends to be, you know, it's it's cured in a way that just kind of leaves it on the drier side. Uh, they tend to have a good bit of nicotine, um, and they kind of have a musty smell to them. I was actually talking with a friend of mine and a listener uh, the other day about it. Orientals almost have like a, <laughs> I hate to say this, almost like a like a like a wet sock kind of thing going on. Uh. <laughs> they they kind of do. It's it's weird. They have this like you know kind of um, <laughs> wait. Have you just, smoked a wet sock? No, I I not recently, but <laughs> but you know it's it's got this kind of uh, this almost pleasant flavor, pleasant smell, but it's like this kind of weird. Mustiness to it, so it's like if you walk in a like a relative's house you hadn't been into a while. I'm in the South, so this kind of stuff happens, and uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and you know, relative's house you hadn't been into a while, maybe. Uh, maybe the, there's a room that uh you know that someone hasn't cleaned in a long time you walk in there and there's some really nice memories in there but no one's been in there for a long time and you just kind of has a smell to it you know it's like maybe picking up an old book or something I don't know but um but these uh these these oriental tobaccos kind of have that um you know when I when I smoke them I don't particularly get a perfumey uh flavor to them you know when I think of perfume in a pipe tobacco I think of Lakeland blends now Lakeland of course is the northwest region of England it has a real tradition of flavoring uh tobaccos even non-aromatic tobaccos they've got this uh kind of uh floral uh soapy perfumey rosewater kind of flavor to them that's just very very unique and I, I don't personally get that from orientals um I tend to get uh more of a uh uh, kind of a, um, a bittersweet uh, uh cedar wood chips mm. um, hay flavor uh grassy it, 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 they almost kind of want to be virginia's but they're stronger uh and and maybe a little more there's just kind of a a mustiness to them that I think is is if it's used in the right proportion is extremely pleasant. Uh, so that that's kind of where I would land on that. Uh, you may have friends or, or you may yourself, if you smoked, uh, let's say, straight Izmir, that do get kind of a perfumey flavor, but um, but that's not my personal experience. So take a wet sock, fill it up with wood chips, and then you're good to go. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'll figure it out. That's it. <laughs> Matthew, that's great,
0: disgusting. great question. I hope uh, <laughs> I hope that cleared it up for you. Uh, you know, that's you know the great thing is in terms of taste, especially with uh, various uh, various tobaccos and leaves is something that we, we uh, go through from time to time through various uh, episodes, and one that I'm sure Oriental to Tobaccos will be one that we'll explore deeper uh, yet again in the future. So, um, but yeah, thank you so much for sending in that question, Matthew. And hey, if you've got a pipe quest of the week, you can send it in. It's show at country Again, send it in at show at country Quick, Quick fire with, with the squire. squire. Quick fire, Jones! All right, man. Continuing on this week with quick fire questions sent in from Blues Piper. Uh Blues Piper, of course, one of the users over at thispipelife.com. Thispipelife.com. Stay tuned to hear more. All right. You ready for this? I'm ready, baby. Okay, here we go. Here we go. These are the last <laughs> of the ones that he sent in. Uh oh man. We really should
1: vet this out before the we really, show. We really probably should, but Yeah, maybe we ought to start with question two. All right, here we go. Toilet paper.
0: Over or under? Under. Well, after a lot of, what was the lesbian beer? I mean, lesbian uh, drink all the uh, The Uzo. Uzo. <laughs> after a lot of Uzo and consideration. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, sure. It's the same thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll, put, I'll put it in the toilet paper. Just take the lead. What's that? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right, moving on. I've always used a Missouri beer from Corn Cop. What? Wine. Red or white? Uh, typically red. I love white wine. I, I really mm. do love white wine. But red, uh, I, I, you know, if I had to pick one to live with the rest of my wife, life, it would be a, um, it'd be a red wine.
0: You know what's interesting is I have noticed uh, when I travel uh, from time to time with my wife, uh, whenever we're outside of the South and I order her a red but get a white for myself, yeah. I, there's always eyes, eyebrows, eyebrows raised. They're like, oh, a white for you. Like, like, i was like, yeah, man, look, you don't understand. We're from the South, down here is hot. It gets really hot. <laughs> so having a refreshing <laughs> beverage, it's 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 important. And
1: so one like, of my one of my favorite memories of you Bo is being on Bourbon Street and you got a glass of Pinot Grigio. <laughs> Wait, that, <laughs> that was so funny. John David. And we're sitting there drinking hurricanes and stuff and That there was are. not me. There, there, there you are with Pinot Grigio. That was not me. I buddy. remember I remember it very vividly. I I, I don't remember things I later saying. that <laughs> night. But but I but I remember that very vividly. It was fantastic. Did that happen? Was it that did, at the, it did. Was that the it piano did. bar? Uh no, no, it was before that. Yeah, was it wasn't. I'm, I'm sure it was uh, a fine, fine glass of Pinot Grigio. It was, but, yeah, but, uh, yeah. but we we all had a good chuckle from
0: it. It was with oysters. Wow. You don't drink hurricanes with oysters unless you want the kind of night that you ended up having. <laughs>
1: and there's that
0: <laughs> all right so uh
1: you said red wine but you but you tend i to like white but i but i i would have to pick red if i if i had to pick one of i'll
0: go white nine times out of ten I, I tend to go with white unless it's unless it's warm outside or unless it's cool outside which is practically never down here uh beer in the bottle or
1: in a glass glass nice. I, I i i love a draft beer if i can get my hands on one but um but yeah even in a if i get it in a bottle i like to put it typically in a glass if it's a
0: cheap beer, then keep it in the bottle because why? You know why would you bother? <laughs> why waste a good glass? <laughs> exactly. <right? laughs> but uh, but yeah. Otherwise, I'm I'm right there with you. Uh, and then finally, bowling or pool?
1: Uh, pool. I don't have the option to play pool very often, but I do like it.
0: Yeah. Um. Do we have the option? Is there a bowling alley in in the city limits anymore? Uh, not. Uh, it it's
1: in Flowood. Yeah, kind of close by.
0: Okay. Did you ever did you ever go to the bowling alley Laurel Lanes? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did you did you ever experience a birthday party at Laurel Lane's? It,
1: was that where they turned the lights off at nighttime and had the black lights and the neons <laughs> and everything? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and then you get a um, all the kids at your birthday party sign the bowling pin and they give it to you as a as a gift. <laughs> I don't remember that. Yeah, I I'm terrible at both, but pool's yeah. pool's kind of class you can go here. Pool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so there you go. Quick fire questions sent in from Blues Piper. Thank <laughs> you for those, Blues Piper. What an episode. <laughs> <laughs> Squire Select, man. Who knows what's gonna it's happen? All, it, all bets are off. That's right. Uh, we appreciate you sending those in. Uh, of course, those are sent in from the forums over at thispipelife.com, an amazing online community. Uh, and you know, thispipelife.com, they they're they're constantly branching out. I actually saw that recently. They put together a playlist, a pipe smokers playlist, in terms of uh, recommended music. I curated. thought that was awesome. Yeah, that's such a cool thing. Uh, if you have it music for different blends,
1: even I think, or different different genres. Yeah, there's
0: a lot of thought that's going into kind of pipe culture, and that's something that I really appreciate about the folks that are behind that so if you've never you've never checked it out it's thispipelife.com uh you need to register to get on but it's absolutely free to do and when you use the code csr at registration that lets them know you heard about it on the show and it's a great way to help us out as well uh they got facebook they got twitter they got a youtube channel uh they got instagram check them out thispipelife.com again use the code csr when you register at thispipelife.com your thoughts your your comments. comments Listener feedback. Listener feedback. All right, man, we got some great listener feedback. Yeah, yeah, this is great. Uh, this actually comes in from uh, a young man named uh, Rush. Uh, he, he he prefers to go by. Beard co beard, beard Beard core. Beard, beard core.
1: Beard core, yeah. Okay, right. I, it, That sounds vaguely familiar to me.
0: What does what is, what is young beard core uh, have, <laughs> have to say?
1: <laughs> uh, Ru- our good friend Rush says, Hey, fellas, longtime listener, first-time messenger. Uh, love the show. Been a fan since I found out about CSR. You guys have a great way to make me feel like I'm in the room with you guys. Uh, During the show, whether it be live or on the podcast, I find myself taking talking back as if I'm in (laughs) conversation, (laughs) Uh, making smart ass remarks or correcting Bo when he butchers someone's name. (laughs) Sean Connery is a member of the. We're uh, just really easy targets. You know, it's it's a (laughs) lot of fun, Uh, especially enjoy Bo's voices. Um, that makes one of us. Uh, we we should we should voice a cartoon. Uh, I'm sure he's talking to you, Bo. Uh, John David, let's drink scotch and talk about the universe. Uh, always a joy to learn something new about pipes, tobacco history, or dot 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 Star Wars, or was it the Flash? Uh, mm. I appreciate the laughs and such a friendly atmosphere. someday I hope to make it to my pilgrimage to the country squire as well. Uh, Bo and John David, you're the best. On to business, and then he says. Uh, so, in the episode from two weeks ago, Bo claimed that people from the Midwest didn't know how to use spice and flavorings when cooking and blah, blah, blah. Uh, I think that gauntlet was thrown down. I, I, I do think that was right. Man, we're getting some great memes tonight. Uh, so, anyway. <laughs> that Rush, was definitely thrown down, and I, I stand by it. Yeah, so Rush continues. He says, uh, then gets then you got specific, apparently, about the state. Not only that, uh, he also texts me to find out if I listened to the live show. So, challenge accepted. Chief Bo York, <laughs> Chef Bo York, uh, I'll show you what the beard can do with all the flavors come August and September. Uh, let's tamp that ash and taste the rainbow. Love you guys. Rush, uh, a.k.a. Beard Corps. So
0: I feel like we've been tasting the rainbow all night, but let I, me tell I, I, you, <laughs> Rush. <laughs> maybe so. <sorry. laughs> um, Rush, of course, you know we, we're having a little bit of fun at, uh, at Rush's expense. Of course, Rush is a long uh, listener, and actually... Uh, was uh, one of our first ever guests on the show for the work that he's been doing with Father of the Flame. Wow, it's amazing! Amazing yeah. online doc, or not, not online? Uh, amazing documentary. Yeah, uh, pi- been-
1: pipe smoking and pipe carving.
0: Absolutely. If, if you're not familiar with it, you've got to check it out. Uh, we've got the uh, interview back in our archives, uh, and so uh, and so definitely check out that interview. But uh, but no, um, Rush, buddy, it's on. Uh, uh, get out, get out the Donkey Kong, cause it's on. I'm telling you, man. Like, uh, I just
1: want to know how this is gonna go down. Like, are y'all gonna freeze dry some food and ship them to each other? It, it's or a like, little. Well, no, you know, I'll are be you up gonna, there. Oh, you're gonna go up there. Look, I'm making. Oh an no, you, annual, go, you go on your annual trip. <laughs> trip. Yeah. This is why. This is why uh, all the Grand Rapids
0: folks, when you're in Chicago, they're like, "Where's Bo?" It's cause like I go up there every single year. It's the, <laughs> it's the Grand Rapids <laughs> Country Square Radio listener meetup. Oh, it good. happens annually. This will be our third or fourth time <laughs> coming up in August. I think so. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, so yeah, no, it's uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it but um, yeah, I don't know how it's on, but it is definitely on. Uh, maybe maybe you bring some food, maybe I bring some food. Um, you know what? that's what we'll do.'ll I'll make some food at my in-laws. I will bring it, you bring some food and you can't let anybody else as part of your crew up there know we will have them sample it and then they will choose what tastes better. Be prepared. I'm probably making gumbo. <laughs> and I'm an I, I am an international award winning gumbo chef and by
1: international the it's
0: the international gumbo Smith competition Park in
1: Jackson Mississippi it's
0: right. international. <laughs> it says it on the trophy sir
1: <laughs> whatever helps you sleep at night no that's great uh,
0: but yeah absolutely love that um, thanks so much for that rush and hey if you got some listener feedback you can send it on Facebook Twitter uh, emails those are all great uh, we especially love getting iTunes reviews helps um, us
1: so much to do those on iTunes
0: yeah big time so if you haven't headed over to iTunes or written us a review definitely do that we love uh, in fact the next one that we get in on itunes we'll be sure to read it uh, immediately on the show so y'all be sure to uh, to do that you can also um keep up with us throughout the week um you know actually before i get into the contact information i'll mention one more time that next week is our 200th episode one of country time. squire radio that's right 200th episode it's going to be happening here at the country squire we're opening up the doors if you haven't gotten your tickets you can get them at country radio.com all the information is there it's going to be a lot of fun um and with that being said, you can keep up with us throughout the week. You can follow us online on Twitter at Squire Radio. You can, of course, follow me. I'm at the Real Bo
1: York. I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at, at underscore Country Squire. And of course, all
0: that information and more can be found at CountrySquireRadio.com, where we do broadcast live every single week. In fact, even if you're not here, you will be able to tune in for the live show. Although next week it will be at. The old time, which is six thirty p.m. Central Standard Time, and do the math on trying to get <laughs> get the other time for, zones for your local time zone. <laughs> exactly. That's right. that's right. But so six thirty uh, uh, there, and then also uh, if you go to radio.com, we actually have a little uh, thing that counts down the hours. That's so, right. That's you know. right, uh, dude. But, I'm yeah.
1: excited about next week, man. I really, I really am. I have to say, it's just been such a um, such a joy to do this with you. Uh, you know, for for several years now. Gosh, has it been what four years, five years? Uh, it's been four years it been, been yeah four, four years four, 200 episodes it be four years so, it took us four years um,
0: to go, go uh, to drink Uzo together to,
1: to drink uh, to drink Uzbo from the Isle of Lesbos Uzbo U- Uzo okay you put a B the, in there the, the, the Uzo's getting to me it's, it's getting to me. it's you. really not but <laughs> <laughs> man I'm so excited we hope uh, we hope if you're close by that you'll be able to make it and, uh, and, and we're just really thankful for you and in the meantime I'm going to crush this can of Deception Pass from Seattle Pipe Club <laughs> and continue to drink my Lesbian Uzo all right well man let's go have a night see you brother you've been listening to Country Squire Radio a member of the Pottery Network for more information on this and other shows please visit pottery.com